The Joy of M Sports presents The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Welcome to The Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch of Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa. I'm your host, Corey Bradley, and today I'm joined by our football analyst with the Joy FM Sports, and he's a Georgia Bulldogs fan, Mike Lawson. Mike, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good right now. <laughs> we'll see about Saturday. <laughs> I'm doing good right now. But you speaking to Saturday, like, so we got a classic matchup between Auburn and Georgia. We'll get into that later in the conversation. But going back to Georgia's season opener against Arkansas, I mean, this is where a game with the Razorbacks led 10-5 to in the third quarter. And, you know, the third quarter is like the most important quarter of the game because you can either let a team stick around like Arkansas did or you can put a team away like Georgia did by scoring three touchdowns in that third quarter, taking a 27-10 lead at the end of three, ultimately winning 37-10. to But speak on your emotions watching that game against the Razorbacks. Well, I think uh... – you know, I'm thankful for our defense. Our defense is really, really uh, supposed to be really good this year, so I'm thankful for that. Uh, you know, I kind of battle uh, that a little bit. You know, part. You know, Georgia fans live in this world where we have these false expectations. I think sometimes uh, where we want to be. Uh, you know, we want to have what Alabama has and things like that. So, and I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. I, I understand that. Uh, but I think we put a lot of pressure, especially on uh, our defense has been fairly good. It's been really good under Kirby Smart uh, for several, several years now. Offensively, though, we just can't seem to click offensively. You know, I think that's always our problem. So, But when you've got people like Nick Chubb, Sonny Michelle, DeAndre Swift, mm-hmm. you can just put some big guys on the line and you know knock people off the ball and let those guys work. So we don't really have that now, and uh, our you know Georgia fans have been crying for this all-star quarterback for years. So uh, watching that game, you've got the Cinderella story with Dewan Mathis, right? Yeah, Who yeah. Uh, you know Justin Fields decides to transfer to uh, Ohio State and. Uh, Mathis was originally committed to Ohio State, really? so when Justin Fields went to Ohio State, the next day we got Dewan Mathis. Okay. So he moves to Georgia, gets started, and he's uh, just starting his football career there. He gets a brain tumor, right, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, has to have surgery. So the the kid has not played football in like three years. So you got the Cinderella story with you know Dewan Mathis. You know number two is going to start, and you know the buzz around all the Georgia stuff was that, you know, they they had known that for two or three weeks that he would start. So everybody's all excited. And I think we had put all these expectations on him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're gonna you know, the deuce is loose. That yeah. was the hashtag, yeah. right? So uh but when you get in there, there's just he's not able to find a rhythm and I and it's completely not his fault. Uh, uh some things on him, uh bad throw, the the fumble snap that was a huge mm-hmm. loss in the first half there. I would put that on him, but some of it's on blocking uh, and things like that. So that first half, you're watching that and you're just thinking, "Oh man, this is gonna be a, if this is what we're doing offensively, it's gonna be uh, a long year." So they bring Bennett in. Now, Bennett's been around Georgia for years. He's been there since like 2017. Went and played JUCO last year. Came back or, or a year before last. Came back was number two behind Fromm last year. Uh, but I think uh, this year, uh, number three on the depth chart. At least number three, yeah. um, if not number four. So 
you know, JT Daniels is 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 wasn't cleared to play. Uh, we've got a hot shot freshman out of Jacksonville last year, Carson Beck. I think he's a little banged up. So, you know, when when everything didn't work for Dewan, Stetson came in and somehow it just brought a little calm over that offense. So uh, once I saw us start moving the ball, I felt good. But that first that first quarter and a half there, it was it was a struggle. I mean, it was just like, man, we cannot block, we cannot run the ball, mm. we can't throw the ball. It's gonna be it's gonna be a long, <laughs> long year. So, I was a little worried about it. We did end up pulling, yeah. you know, a, a good win out of it. Um, you know, had some great defensive play. Uh, Richard LeCount, I think, had yeah, two, two interceptions. Picks, Eric Stokes had a pick six. So, it ended up uh, that kind of helped us there. We were able to run the ball a little better in the in the second half once we could start throwing it, uh, but. Uh, we st- we've got a lot of big questions on offense. That causes me worry, you know, uh, where, you know, of course every year's, you know, the Georgia slogan is next year's our year, right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, but, I, you know, offensively I got some concerns, bro. I'm not going to lie. And now you talking about offensively in that game against Arkansas, Georgia was 6 of 20 on third down, which is only 30%, and then they had 12 penalties for 108 yards. I mean – uh, this is a team last year who only averaged five and a half penalties per game. I mean, is that concerning at all to have 12 penalties, 108 uh, yards of penalty yardage uh, in that first game? Uh, the, the penalties concern me a little bit. We've got a lot of turnover, though, especially on the offensive side, offensive line, uh, and offensive side of the ball. You know, uh, I think we've got two starting linemen back, uh, maybe one. Uh, ben Cleveland's the only one I know of. Now the other ones played last year, but they didn't. They didn't start. Uh, we lost uh, another big time recruit. We had uh, 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 transferred to Tennessee. Uh, he got eligible mm-hmm. to play today. Uh, so, so the Cade Mays. Cade Mays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, you know, our tackle position isn't what it what it needs to be. To me, that's the biggest question is the offensive line. So a lot of those penalties, though, are. I mean, it's crazy. It was just like, it wasn't like uh, we struggled penalty wise in in one place i mean we had false starts and illegal procedures and i mean um you know it was across the board we were doing you know we were blocking people in the back like and they weren't even in close to the play you know on on punt returns or you know you would have a, a holding penalty on uh you know on the right side of the field when you know the pass was to the left you know and you're just like what are you guys doing so i don't know if it's nerves or whatever i guarantee you kirby smarts could work hard this week <laughs> to fix it I, yeah. I can guarantee you that but uh uh it's a little concerning my my major concern is not the penalties though right now i feel like we can get that fixed my major concern is the offensive line mm-hmm. i mean just watching them play saturday uh we we got a i know we're in transition there with a new offensive line coach we got a new oc uh but we got to block a little better uh than than what we did against Arkansas for sure because I'm, I I know Arkansas's got Barry Odom defensive mind coming out of Missouri and all that mm-hmm. uh, a lot of respect for him as a defensive coach so and he drew up a game a good plan you know he was really confusing our guys a lot but we just got to block better at the end of the day uh, or else it's gonna be a long it's gonna be a long year for us now with the new adjustments to this year's schedule every team having to play an extremely difficult ten game against uh, conference-only opponents. You know, I mean, this is going to be a new challenge for every SEC team. Do you see any team in the SEC going undefeated with having to play 10 games against conference-only opponents? Uh, I think 
Alabama can probably do it this yeah, year. Yeah. Uh, and it, I, I don't think Georgia can. I don't think necessarily Florida can. Uh, I don't know who's going to win the East this year. I think the East may have a bigger competition this year uh, yeah. than the West will. Yeah. Uh, it seems like a lot of some of the teams have fallen off on the West side. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I don't know though. Mississippi State was interesting <laughs> though, right? You know. Uh, I think Alabama can probably run the table this year. Uh, they're just loaded. They've been loaded for years. Uh, uh, so. If anybody can do it, it's them. I don't think Georgia will this year. I feel like we'll end up dropping one to uh, somebody along the way. I may, it may be Saturday. I don't yeah. know. But uh, I feel like we'll end up losing losing at least one this year. So I'd yeah. like to say not, but I'm trying to be trying to be a realist here. Yeah. But yeah, I'm with you on that. I think Alabama, uh, that's the one team everybody kind of expects. Like, man, if they're going to do it, that's them, you know, uh, because it's it's grueling. I mean, you look at the schedule, like, you know, Kentucky played Auburn last week to open the season. Still got to play Georgia, still got to play Tennessee. They play Florida and Alabama back-to-back on the road in November. And it's, and it's not just them. Everybody has that kind of schedule this right. year. It's going to be brutal. You know, it's going to be brutal, like you said. I mean, from start to finish, playing 10 teams in the SEC – I mean, uh, this is where I think it kind of hurts schools like Kentucky, Mississippi State. I mean, even though they got that win against LSU, when you have four non-conference and you can schedule some easier wins in there, I mean, I well, think – it lets your starters rest a little bit. Yeah. And lets you take a breather. There's no breather this year. So, no. uh, you know, our, uh, uh, Georgia drew uh, – with our two additional opponents, we drew Arkansas – and, and Mississippi State, yeah. which I thought, man, that's a pretty good draw there. Yeah. But after watching Mississippi State <laughs> with that offense, now I think Georgia's got a better defense probably than – I think LSU's just lost so much yeah. this past year. It's, this will be a, a, a recoup year for them. But uh, that it, that Mississippi State offense is is something else now. Uh, if, that, if that continues, that's the, the air raid. Uh, we may be all, <laughs> all trying to get Mike Leach. Yeah, you talked about LSU, man. They, um, they I think they had like six starters coming back from last year. They lost both coordinators with Joe Brady going to the Panthers, David Randa becoming head coach at Baylor. I mean, this is a brand new team. Yeah, they had a lot of folks opt out last yeah. minute. You know, we had that in the quarterback position too. Yeah. You know, we had the Wake Forest transfer, Jamie Newman. Jamie Newman. Yep. Everybody thought he was going to come in. Mm-hmm. We're looking for the quote unquote savior in yep. the quarterback position. Uh, and uh, that's why I say Georgia has unrealistic expectations sometimes. So, you know, Jamie Newman was going to be the savior. And, uh, okay, well, he transferred. Now Dewan Mathis is going to mm-hmm. be the savior or, or whatever. Uh, so, uh, you know, we had a little bit of that. But LSU really got hit hard mm-hmm. with a lot of folks opting out real late. So I don't know how these coaches are doing that with, you know, all these people opting out at the last minute and things like that. I mean, just – I mean – you already are at a practice deficiency exactly. uh, with no spring ball and things like that, and then you're, you know, half your your defense decides to opt out or or whatever, and you're just like, if I was a coach, I'd be throwing my hands up in the <laughs> air, you know, like what what do we got to do here, yeah. you know. So, um, I definitely see, you know, back to our, our original question, maybe Alabama goes undefeated. Uh, are they? Are do they have Auburn at home? Yep, they have Auburn at home. They have Georgia at home. They have Mississippi State at home, Texas A&M at home. They go to Tennessee and they go to LSU. Right, and we I wouldn't know, worry about exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, Tennessee's on the rise, I think. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I think they could probably do it this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who's going. You know, out of the East, 
you know, a lot of folks are picking Florida. Of course, I'm still sticking with Georgia. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Georgia would have to play lights out to, to take Alabama this year, I think. So we'll see. Hey, I'm Matt Johnson with the Joy FM Sports team, and you're listening to The Sweet Spot with Coy Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. Attorney Kaz Espy is a proud supporter of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Kaz has experience in both federal and state courts regarding a wide range of civil matters. Specializing in bankruptcy, debt resolution, probate, and estate planning, Kaz listens to the concerns of his clients, understanding their individual needs. Attorney Kaz Espy, phone 334-793-6288 or online at espymetcalf.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Care Animal Center is a business ministry partner with the Joy FM. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that's dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is care-animal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan. Phone 334-794-6333. Whether they're going back to school in person or online. If your child needs glasses, Denny Vision in downtown Dothan has a great special on kids' glasses starting from $99 for two pairs. That's right, from August 3rd through October 4th, get two pairs of kids' eyeglasses starting from just $99. Students can receive 20% off one pair of complete eyeglasses or 50% off two pairs. Save on back-to-school glasses at Denny Vision. Call 334-793-2633. That's 334 334-793- 93 Vision, 151 East Main Street, downtown Dothan. See the difference. Hey, this is Tana Drew Mathis for the Wicksburg Panthers. You're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. So I'm joined by Mike Lawson, our football analyst with the Joy FM Sports team and Georgia Bulldogs fan. And, you know, we got Auburn, Georgia, the Deep South oldest rivalry now before you give me prediction don't give it to me just yet we'll, we'll get that to that uh, right. later in the show but what are your thoughts of this being played as the second game in the season as opposed to late in november yeah so that's really that's really weird you know they they moved it originally before the pandemic mm-hmm. and all that stuff uh up a little earlier anyway uh which i like I like it late. Me too. Uh, and it's been that way. Uh, you know, it's a historic game. Leave it that way. Uh, but they chose to, to bump it up. Uh, I feel like at, right now, I think both teams are struggling offensively and mm-hmm. they haven't really found their, their offensive grooves yet. And I think that's what's going to make the, the game interesting. Uh, it is weird. I don't know. It's weird to be this early. Second exactly. game. I mean, you know, usually forever – Georgia's second game was South Carolina. You know, we would yeah. play a, a, a cupcake, and then you played opened up your SEC schedule in week two with South Carolina. So uh, it's just weird to have it this early, you know. Uh, but we shall see. You, you know, it's it's odd. What do you think about it? Man, I think about, first of all, from a weather standpoint, you know, you just think about, okay, man, it's late November. It's cold. you got jackets. You see mm-hmm. Georgia, Auburn, uh, you know, just – just wear all over the place and you're like i said you have jackets on because it's cold you know november but man we're, we're looking at 85 90 degrees yeah, you know it's, so it's so odd it's, to have it done this early it's weird because you know you play it in second in the season 
I think the team that loses, they have time to bounce back. They you know? do, especially because they're cross division rivals, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, you know, a loss here, uh, you know, of course, I think if Georgia loses Saturday to Auburn, they're going to have to run the table. Yeah. You know, they, they're going to have to, you know, I don't know uh, if Florida's going to, you know, uh, drop that many, especially with LSU down. Mm-hmm. I think, does Florida play Alabama this year? I can't remember that one. I don't know. Uh, you know, that would be the only potential loss for Florida I see other than Georgia this year. Uh, yeah, of course, they got to show uh, Florida's defense was not the best this past mm-hmm. week. So, uh, you know, it's just a it's just a weird football year yeah, altogether. Yeah. You know, even from what we do on Friday nights in high school, yeah. and uh, you know, piping in the crowd noise and and things like that. I know they did that in Arkansas. I'm sure Georgia's going to do it when Auburn comes to town. Is it's just so weird. I mean, it's just a weird <laughs> football year. So, but to answer your question, you know, Florida does not have Alabama on this schedule, so I guess the only way those teams would meet would be in Atlanta for the SEC championship. That's, that's not going to happen, bro. Georgia's not going to happen. <laughs> but uh, you know, like talking about this still being the, the second game of the season. I mean, when you look at it, normally when it's played in November, especially from Auburn standpoint, where it's Georgia non-conference and then Alabama. You know, Pat Dye called it. Amen's corner. It was Florida, Georgia, and Bama, but then when Florida was no longer on that schedule every single year, it was still Amen's corner. Mm-hmm. Got to play Georgia and Alabama to close the season. And so you could lose that game and you're out of the race. There's no no room to bounce back. You know, you could go from being potentially in the SEC championship to playing in the Chick fil A Peach Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Right. So um, it's just, it's, it's crazy because it's the second week. It doesn't seem like this should be happening. Nonetheless, I think it's going to be a great classic battle between these two schools because we know, man, Auburn, Georgia, when they get on the field, where it's 90, whether it's 95 degrees or it's 65 degrees, it's going to be uh, an intense matchup for sure. Now, if Kirby Smart called you and said, Mike, who do I start against the Tigers this week? Who are you rolling with? All right, who do I want them? Who do I think they should or who, what do I want them to do? That's give, two give, different give, things. Give me, give me both. Give okay. Me both. What I would want them to do is start Mathis again. I think the upside of Mathis, I mean, you, you go back, like if you, I, I rewatched the uh, Arkansas game uh, uh, later this week. Uh, you go back and watch that. I mean, his he's got a lot of potential. I mean, he can sling it 60 yards down the field and not even have his feet set. I mean, you know, uh, he's fast. He's really – he is a true dual threat yeah. guy. Uh, not playing football for three years, I think for him to come out, I think he was just a little shell shocked. I know he took a a big pop running the ball early. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of shook him up a little bit there. Uh, I would want them to start Mathis and not give up on him because I think the growth and the upside there is tremendous. I feel like they will start Stetson Bennett okay. because if if I Georgia cannot go into the second half with a with uh another first half like they had against Arkansas with with Auburn. Okay, we just can't do it. I think Auburn's that much better. So we we can't afford to not be productive on offense especially with this game because I don't think there's going to be a ton of I what the over and unders like 44. Yeah. I don't see that yeah. close I, to I, that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh you know, so I I I don't I don't think we can get behind, so I feel like they'll start Bennett and if we're if we're able to jump ahead a little bit, maybe ease Mathis in for some plays towards the end. That's what I feel like they'll do. 
I don't think they'll start JT Daniels yet, just being clear to week. Uh, you know, I think they want to give his knee probably some more time uh, and things like that. So I look for him to start Bennett, maybe ease Mathis in if they can for some plays. Uh, but in my heart, I want him to stay with Mathis and let give him a chance, you know, because he is a he is a tremendous athlete. He's put on some weight. He's super tall, uh, you know, and you've got a lot more chance for being explosive with him than I think you do Bennett. Bennett's more of the game manager, yeah. kind of like Fromm, yeah. you know, not going to lose you the game, not going to win you the game. Bennett's going to be smart with the ball, uh, which to me in, in a game like I think this is going to be yes, we kinda what you probably need, yeah. what you want. Yeah. So. so we have number seven Auburn, number four Georgia this Saturday – at 6.30 on ESPN. Georgia is 8-2 and two in the last 10 games of this series. Mike, do you think Auburn will finally end that three-game slide, or do you have Georgia winning their fourth matchup in a row? I'm 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 picking Georgia. Uh, you want my score? Yeah, yeah. 17-13. Okay. I think there's going to be some key field goals. I think special teams is going to be huge in this game. And, man, our punter was lights out against Arkansas. I mean, Jake Camarda was on it. So, uh, I think it's going to be ugly. I don't think – both teams are kind of struggling offensively. I mean, you know, Bo Nix looked good, but he was Auburn's leading rusher. You know, That's concerning. Uh, uh, Georgia's got Zamir White back mm-hmm. there. and you, you know, they, he was the number one recruited back coming yep. out in his class. And now he's had a couple of knee surgeries. He's supposed to be back 100% this year. But he was not able to do anything in the first half mm-hmm. because there were no holes yep. for him. I think he was a little indecisive, but there were no holes for him. Uh, now, in the second, I think he ended up with a little over 70 yards against Arkansas. But, you know, I was telling you before we started recording, I mean, the stats are kind of scary. Uh, uh, Georgia, uh, Auburn 91 yards rushing, Georgia 121. Uh, Auburn 233 in the air, Georgia 26. 266 in the airs. I mean, it's like they're both neck and neck. So, I think to me, the the difference in this game is going to be defense. I think Georgia's got a little bit better defense than Auburn, so that's why I'm giving them the edge. Now, uh, what was the guy Marlon Brown? What was his name? Brown. Last year, Derek Brown. Yeah. Derek Marlon Brown. Yeah. Mar- yeah. Yeah. Now, if you yeah. had those two guys, yeah. I don't yeah. think I could pick Georgia. <laughs> I don't think I could. Uh, but. We are re- our defensive line is probably hasn't been this good I think in years. Yeah, we finally got some big boys that we can rotate in. Uh, we've been been kind of playing with some undersized guys. We finally got a bunch of guys on the D line we could rotate in. Our linebacker crew is outstanding. We don't have any heroes in that group, mm-hmm. but we've got three or four guys. When the first when team one gets tired, we can roll in team two and it doesn't drop off. And our Free safeties, LeCount and Lewis Seen are are both dynamite. Yep. Cornerbacks are 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 great. I tell you the one thing that scares me about Auburn is the wide receiver y'all have. Mm-hmm. Uh what is his name? Seth Williams. Yeah, Seth yeah. Williams. That is a man right he there. He is, man. So uh, it'll be interesting to see who Georgia matches up against him. Yeah. I know we're gonna have to, to double cover him a lot. So uh we know Gus the Gus bus can be tricky sometimes, so I don't look for either team to run the ball a lot, or, okay. or they're going to try. Yeah, going to. I don't look yeah. for you know, be successful. Yeah, I don't look for a lot of success in the air or on the ground from either one of the teams. So I think it's going to be come down to special teams and defense, and you know who can who can get a busted coverage once or twice, and that's going that's mm-hmm. going to be the difference. So, man, what do you uh, what you say, dude? 
So I'll start off, you know, kind of you talked about the running back group. I mean, you mentioned Samir White, James Cook. I mean, Georgia has their one-two punch established. Well, I would like you – know, I want more from James Cook. I yeah. want more from Zamir White, too. But, yeah. I, you know, I kind of go to the blocking on that. James Cook's supposed to be a space guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I haven't seen – I want to see some more out of him. And we need that number three guy, too, yeah. McIntosh or, yeah. or uh, I think uh, the new guy we recruited, recruited out of California, uh, Kendall Milton's hurt right now. But, uh, I, you know, I, I want to see more, too. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good, man. Uh you know, Georgia has the edge there because Auburn's still trying to figure out their pecking order. Mm-hmm. You have Sean Shivers, you have DJ Williams, Tank Bigsby, one of the top recruits uh, coming out of high school. They don't know who's that guy. And so I think it's imperative for them to establish that early in the game, late in the first, early second quarter, have an idea who's running the ball better and roll with that, you know, sub in the other guys and give them, you know, give the starter a breather. But for them not to have an idea who that number one guy is, it's 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 concerning going against that Georgia front. So I give Georgia the edge there, the running back position. Now, quarterbacks, you know, you can, we talked about, you know, Bo Nix for sure has the edge. I mean, with for sure with what he went through last year, going to Kyle Field, going to Florida against the, in the swamp, uh, LSU playing in Death Valley, and then having Georgia and Bama as well at home. As a true freshman, to have to go through that kind of gauntlet, man, this guy here. He he's battle tested, man, and he didn't look good at times. He looked like a freshman, but there was glimpses of hope, some, some potential you saw uh, last year from Bo Nix. So I think you could definitely give Nix and Auburn the edge at the quarterback position for all the reasons that you alluded to throughout this interview. With at least you know who yours is going to you be. You know who's going to be. Yeah, right. Who's been getting all the snaps a full year uh, under the belt, and just like you said, you know who's going to be. The offense knows. The offensive line. Uh, that chemistry should be established more so than the, the Georgia side. But like you said, going back to defense, man, this is, is going to be that kind of game, that kind of old-school classic, like you said, 17-13 type battle. Georgia has a good defense. Auburn has a solid uh, group as well, even mm-hmm. though they did lose, you know, Derrick Brown and Marlon Davis and guys like that. Y'all got Owen Popo, though. Owen Popo. I know I wanted him at Georgia yeah. bad. I wanted Tank Bigsby at Georgia. Yeah. And I think we could have got – I think we could have got Tank, uh, but we were we were messing around with that guy from Texas, Evans. Evan, Zach Evans. Zach went Evans. To TCU. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, I think we let Bigsby slip through mm-hmm. our hands, and I hated that because he's a Georgia boy. I want him to stay at home. Man, like he had a kick return in that game against Kentucky and trucked somebody, and it's just like, <laughs> boy, you see it already. And, oh, yeah. And, and yeah, it's I good. really wanted him. Uh, at Georgia, and I think we, I think Georgia lost one there. Yeah, sure. he, he's going to be a stud, man. So, uh, like I said, it's going to be defensively. This could be one of those one missed field goal does it or fumble there or interception late in the game. I think it's going to be that type of classic. I mean, this is a game I believe we'll look back and be like, man, what a great game. You know, whether the, the, regardless of who wins or who loses, I think it's going to be one of those classic games. But, man, I'll tell you uh, – you know, it's weird because last year when Auburn played Alabama, I was like, man, there's no way Auburn can beat Alabama, but I just feel like they're going to win. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel with this year against Georgia, man. I just I just don't know how Auburn will beat Georgia, but I feel like they're going to get it done, man. And we'll see if that remains to, you know, remains to be seen. I got Auburn winning 20-17. to 17. I mean, if if you look at the pattern, like Gus Malzahn is 2-6 and six against Georgia. Mm-hmm. He won, lost three straight. Won, 
lost three straight. So it's if you're looking, okay. you looking at the pattern, man, he's, you're going back he, and he's supposed to patterns. win. He's supposed to win by that. But I'll uh, tell you what was crazy about Georgia Auburn forever. Like it seemed like in the '90s and early 2000s, whichever team played away won. Yeah. Uh, because I know I went to uh, Georgia Auburn game in Athens one time, mm-hmm. and Auburn uh, ended up beating us there. And then uh, you know I'd go to a, a, a Georgia uh, Auburn game at Jordan Hare, and and Georgia'd walk out with a win. It was yep. the craziest thing back then. Uh, so it's going to be a good game. I almost called it like twelve to nine. <laughs> I mean, I was like one of those like ugly, you know, like you know six to three kind yeah. of things. I just don't think either team, unless. I think Georgia's going to try to put a lot of pressure on Bo Nix to mm-hmm. make him really uncomfortable early. I, I think you can look forward to that, uh, but uh, and and try to get Auburn just to where they have to throw the ball. I, I don't think either team's going to have a lot of su- success on the ground. I just don't. But it's going to be a good game. I, I think both teams are evenly matched, uh, so it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. I'll talk to you after the game next, yeah. next week. Yeah. <laughs> so this Saturday. Number seven Auburn, number four Georgia, six thirty on ESPN. Uh, you've been listening to my guy Mike Lawson, Georgia Bulldogs fan, football analyst with the Joy FM Sports Team. Mike, man, thank you for coming through the sweet spot and anytime, man. Good luck to your Bulldogs, not just this weekend, but the rest of the way, man. Here's what I say about uh, Georgia Auburn though: when Georgia Auburn play, I feel like it's two brothers fighting in the backyard. Yeah, you know, it's it. You going after it, but after it's done, you're all friends again. Uh, it ain't like Georgia, Florida, or like Auburn, Alabama. You know, I yeah. feel like I can come in here and have a conversation <laughs> with you. If, if you was a Florida fan, I couldn't uh, even show up, bro. <laughs> it's all mutual respect for sure, man. Georgia, Auburn. Uh, it's been one-sided, as I mentioned. Eight and two, Georgia is over Auburn. Uh, Gus needs to win this one if he wants to keep that seat, you know, cold and not hot, as most people will probably put him back on it if he has another loss. Would be, it would be seven, man. Think about that. If he loses this weekend, that's seven losses, two wins against one of your main rivals. I mean, he's 7-15 overall against Georgia, Bama, and LSU. You can't keep losing those games, man. Right. And you know uh, Georgia's a huge one. I think the early the, – playing Georgia early does give Auburn a, a – you know, man, I mean – on the years where you're home and, you know, you had Georgia, Alabama back-to-back, it seems like if if, if Auburn could beat Georgia, mm-hmm. they, they always beat Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, man, when you're away and you're paying, playing those two games away, so yeah. I feel like that schedule does is going to help Auburn a little bit to kind of play us early, give them a week or so, and then get into Alabama later. Mm-hmm. And, and man, if you could flip-flop it back and forth. I know Auburn's AD's been working on that. You know, why yeah. do we got to play them both home and uh-huh. both away at the same time? Let's flip this thing. Yeah. So. Uh, I feel like that'll help. Uh, It may help Georgia, too. Uh, You know, that gives us a little time to get ready. Georgia's schedule this year is so front-heavy. If we can get through the front, I I feel like we'll be fine in the back. But, uh, you know, Auburn's got a little more balanced uh, schedule, I think. But, no, you're right. Georgia's, uh, like I said, being front-heavy, having Auburn, Tennessee, Alabama, Kentucky, Florida. Like, this is all the consecutive games that Georgia starts the season with. So, like you said, it's front-heavy. Auburn, like you mentioned, their athletic department's been working and lobbying to get this Georgia-Alabama uh, back-to-back schedule separated mm-hmm. to where, like you said, it's just more even. But, uh, yeah, it definitely bodes well for the Tigers. I think, like I said, I think they'll get it done somehow, some way, 20-17. to 17. Like I said, we'll discuss it 
after that matchup. But man, like I said, Mike, man, I appreciate you. You know, this is love we, you, bro. We, we did this last year. We do it this year. We'll do it again next year, man. I love Sounds you too, good. man. Love you too. And uh, like I said, appreciate you coming through. Awesome. Hey, this is Johnny Robinson, former GW Long Rebel. You're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. Pinch a Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa is a proud business ministry partner with the Joy FM. More than just a full-service pool and supply company, they offer backyard entertainment options like big green eggs, clear light infrared saunas, and patio furniture. Now locally owned and operated by Jason and Amy Sharp, Pinch a Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa, 1435 Westgate Parkway in Dothan, phone 334-671-POOL. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Ridgecrest Baptist Church proudly supports all local athletics. At Ridgecrest, we have many opportunities for all ages, including children, middle school, high school, and college students. I'm Chase Fault, the student pastor, and I want to invite you to see how your family might fit in at Ridgecrest. Learn more on our website at rbcdothan.org. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot, sponsored by Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa, as we close with today's Triple C segment, and this is what I want to share with you today. We have two ears and one mouth, which indicates we should listen more than we speak. And that's something I received from my pastor, Darius Creighton, back home in Decatur, Alabama. You know, we're always wanting to just say whatever comes to mind, whatever comes to our heart. We want to voice it before we think it through and there's times where we should just listen as opposed to always wanting to speak because you can learn so much just from paying attention to what people are saying uh, physically also in the spirit as well as you listen with the holy spirit as you're led by what god is sharing through you as well but if you're constantly talking and talking you're not giving God that opportunity to speak to you when you need to hear what he's saying in that situation. So always remember that we have two ears and one mouth for a reason, which indicates we should listen more than we speak. And as we always say, there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot. Stay in the sweet spot on the Joy FM Sports Facebook page. This has been a presentation of the Joy FM Sports. It's more than a game.